Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, we welcome you back in for the final hour. We don't normally do sports here. We talk entertainment for a few minutes. <laughs> Philip Martin's here, but he can talk some sports too. Tom Murphy had to move his time around. Then Isaiah Joe came in. We were having so much fun with him. We yeah. ran a little late. So Tom agreed to join us here for just a minute. It's great to have not one but two Arkansas Democrat Gazette writers just at once. Tom. Yes, we were just talking glowingly, about, I assume. Yeah, off the air. Unless, unless like last week, it was going out on the air. No, okay. I, don't, I don't know what happens when I'm not here. So yeah. Tom is listening now, and he's on with us from Fayetteville. Tom, we were apparently they were talking all kinds of good things about you. It's good to have you on. How are you? Oh, awesome. Uh, it's been great. Uh, just got through interviewing Deke Adams and the defensive lineman and sitting here in the stadium doing a little work. I like Coach Adams. That's good stuff. So um, yesterday we were talking about – couple of key areas here, and, and everybody's kind of curious what's going to happen with the defensive backs. And, you know, it sounds like uh, they've been looking for a little extra help at corner so they can slide somebody over into that nickel spot. And looks like maybe they've got a lead on that. Yeah, correct. For the second consecutive day, Snack Johnson has played in the nickel role. And what that allows is uh, for Jalen Lewis, who's a redshirt freshman, to, to be the second teamer. Um, and I, I think he's going to help them this year, but I think – the fact that they have experienced cover guys that they can move around is a plus um, because it's all about your best five and, and then filling in behind that. But I would say that safety is a big concern. And I, But overarching view, when you look at this team, they are deeper right now. Like we just talked to Torian Carter about this. They have more 300-pound guys, more guys they can rotate in at tackle. You know, they were working about three guys in preparation for the Liberty Bowl last year. And now, I mean, they're talking about going three deep and how you lose effectiveness if you're playing on the D-line for 50 snaps or more in a game. And so the more they can take off certain guys, the better. And then when you get into critical downs, you can make sure that Landon Jackson is on the field or, or Trajan Jeffcoat or Zach Williams, whoever your best DNs are going to be, and then your best tackles too. So um, it's when I look across the defense, I see deeper than since I've been covering the team. Well, that's good. Like that. Uh, Linebacker-wise, again, a lot of question marks there going into the season other than Pooh Paul, who was named to the Buckus Award watch list. That's, they, every day has been a new watch list guy, right? So it's, it's been kind of fun. I mean, it, it is a little silly because you're talking about 50, 60 guys in a lot of cases, but it's nice to have them get some preseason looks and some preseason uh, respect, which is something we haven't had a lot of of late. But uh, as far as the linebacking core, Coach was praising a few guys after practice yesterday. He really was. And uh, breaking news, um, you know, Poo Paul uh, was not participating in today's practice, but the word is he'll be back soon. Um, he's a guy you don't want to lose because uh, I think I think if, when they take the poll of these players, he's going to be a team captain, a uh, very strong voice, just, you know, a kid who has it. And so, uh, But what that allows now for the next day or two until he comes back, uh, will be uh, Jaheim Thomas, a kid they brought in from Cincinnati who did not go through spring, who was injured during the summer, gets him more quality reps with a higher unit. And today it was with the first team, and he worked there with Jordan Crook. And then you got Antonio Greer, the transfer who was here in spring. Um, he's working on the second team. Um, and so it just allows you to have um, more depth in your unit. And um, I think they're going to – and Brad Spence was the guy working with second team. And he's who you are referencing. 
that Sam Pittman spoke mm-hmm. highly of yesterday, that his speed, making plays all over the field, made a hash mark to hash mark type run yesterday to get somebody. So um, I, I think the linebacker depth, they're starting off at a good spot. Yeah. Well, you want to have a lot of depth in your unit. Mm-hmm. That's no question about it. I think we can all agree to that. Quarterback also, and that's an area where we don't really talk about depth too much, but K.J. Jefferson's obviously been dinged up a little bit during his career. And Coach was glowing about a guy we expected him to talk really well of, but uh, also maybe a guy who's going to end up as a third-string quarterback getting a little bit of love from Coach yesterday. Yeah, he was. Chris Well and Cade Fortin um, battling for the number two spot. I wrote uh, about Fortin. He had a couple of really sweet deep balls, one to Sam Mbake, and he was just beyond Smacks Johnson for a touchdown. Um, and another one to um, might have been Cameron Bibby. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but a really nice deep ball he threw for touchdowns yesterday. And then Chris, well, when you talk to guys like defenders and other players on the team, they talk about his athleticism. He can really run, and he has one of the best passes. Isaac Tesla said this yesterday, one of the best passes that he's ever caught. And so here's something that, when we're going through camp, you never quite get the read on, and that is when plays break down, what K.J. Jefferson and Chris Well can give you as a runner and how many third downs they can convert when everybody's covered and they make something happen. I mean, we saw K.J. do that time and again, even when he was corralled last year, and I think they're feeling that Chris Well, between his speed and athleticism, he's going to be able to do the same thing when he plays. Hey, real quick on a follow-up, Tom, on the poo thing, is that an injury, you think, or have you heard, or is that a personal issue, or what's going on there? No, he was just on the side. He looked, you know, he looked a little slowed um, okay. in pain, too. You can just tell he does not like to miss practice. Um, <laughs> but he was there, and the, the word is he'll be back soon. I mean, Devin Manuel, the offensive tackle, was over there today, too. That was news. Um, and they actually got three guys who were out yesterday. They got them back, and it was all D-line, and it was – John Morgan end and Tank Booker and Kiwi Rose, two of your 300-pound defensive tackles, they were back in there today. Tom, I've heard some good things just uh, on the side about the defensive ends, that they look really good, putting a lot of pass rush on the quarterbacks. But then that worries me about the offensive tackles. Do you think the defensive ends are that good or the tackles are struggling or a little of both? I mean, what, what's your feel looking at these guys? Yeah, you know, Wes, that analysis in my book kind of goes back to the first scrimmage of spring where they apparently just ate them up, and we didn't see that. Um, and to quote Landon Jackson from today, in fact, you know, minutes ago, we've been dominant. And and so, yeah, that does raise questions about what your tackles are going to do. And I don't know if I was ranking all of the biggest issues that face this team how the offensive tackles play would be very high up there. Mm-hmm. I think I would put them and safety depth as my two biggest. Now, Sam Pittman yesterday said he really likes their offensive tackles and they're playing with greater confidence all this. So, I mean, A, that's a high job for those kids to you know, give them confidence. But B, he believes in their talent. So, bottom line, I do think the ends are going to be better. I think they're going to get pass rushers between Jackson and Jeff Coat and Williams and, you know, Deshaun Stewart and some other guys, um, John Morgan and Nico. Are, they're going to get some pass rush this year. Um, and as camp goes along, maybe we'll see 
what the offensive tackles are looking like. But if you're not, if you don't have Devin Manuel in there, you know Andrew Chambly, he's a redshirt freshman from down y'all's way who was up with the ones today. You know, is he ready for that type of challenge? Because uh, they haven't had quite the turnover at tackle in several years where that's going to be under great scrutiny though for the season. Is there a, a backup plan that maybe if maybe Chambly doesn't work out or some of these ta- – is there a guard that they can move out there, slide out there that they would feel comfortable with? Well, they're trying not to do that, and Sam Pittman has referenced that, meaning like, like they don't want Brady Latham to have mm-hmm. to move out to, to tackle. So I think Marion Harris, um, he's the second right, right tackle right now. He, he would probably fall into that mix. Uh, but, you know, they're expecting Devin Manuel to be back relatively soon, and so we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, it's not a position you want to get dinged up at too deeply. All right, Tom, we got to run. Thank you so much for making some time for us today. I know it's been a kind of a busy day for you, but uh, thanks for squeezing in a few minutes for us, and we will talk to you next week. No worries. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank right, you, too. Tom see Murphy. You, Tom.